Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 Sports Podcast. This is our basketball podcast, our fourth episode, Colin? Fourth episode. Episode four. Episode number four of our basketball podcast. Um, we've gotten some, some, some people have told us they like it. That's good. Um, or actually, they didn't tell us that. They just told us, told us they listened to it, so... They could that's just, good enough. They could not like that's it. That's yeah, good enough. As long as they listen, I mean, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. <laughs> um, but last time we had a basketball podcast, we uh, it was a pretty short one. It was about 40 minutes long, and we were like, you know, yeah, we not we, a lot to talk about. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, they play they, they play next week, and they play, oh, who? They play, uh, I mean, who did they just play? A&M Commerce <laughs> and Mid- Maryland Eastern Shore. I can't, I can't tell y'all how many times Bernie looked at me and asked me, who North Texas is playing when they played AM Commerce, and he was being dead serious because he actually forgot. Yeah, and I it mean, was it wasn't him trying to be sarcastic. He just looked over who they play again, AM Commerce. While I'm writing the re- yeah, while he's writing while he's writing the recap for the game he just watched. So that kind of gives you an idea of how great that team was. The games were just blowouts. Um, they were blowouts. Uh, what was it? AM Commerce was 103, no 102 and to 53, and then the last night's game was 68 34. Over Maryland Eastern Shore, yep. and then they play Maine and they play St. Peter's before they move on to Oklahoma. We're not even really going to preview those. We're just kind of going to. go. Maine and St. Peter's will be better than Maryland Eastern Shore and uh, Anum Commerce, but they though. should be wins and they should be easy. They should be twenty to thirty point wins. Yes. So, we'll we'll glo- we'll gloss over that. But th- we're talking about mainly what we've seen so far and kind of an upcoming recruit uh, or upcoming. I guess player for North Texas. Yeah, the latest um, signee because it was signing day. For, it was fall signing day, I should say. There's yeah. a couple signing days, signing periods. So we'll talk about that as well. We'll talk about Conference USA. Uh, the big time. That. I mean, there's some. Who knows? This could be a two bid league. This is gonna be. This is gonna be a very good podcast. Yes, it is. All right. Okay. So stick. So stick with us here. Yeah. So it's definitely it's gonna be a, lot, a little bit longer than 45 minutes for Ho- sure. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> bad if it wasn't. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what is losing, Bernie? Ah, uh, shoot. I don't know. That's, can't ask Grant. He doesn't know either. <laughs> Grant McCaslin. I mean, this team is six and zero. We've talked about it before that their schedule isn't exactly impressive. Through six games, they have three Division two teams. Then they have three other teams. Well, last night was probably the worst Division one team they faced. It was because Hawaii and Portland were at least serviceable. Serviceable. <laughs> I serviceable mean, Portland was a close game. I, I feel bad we didn't watch the Portland game. We didn't get to see it we, because yeah, it wasn't televised. There was no way to watch the Portland yeah. game. All we got was a box score. Yeah. So, so I, it feels bad we didn't get to see that game, but I feel like that was more North Texas not playing as well. But um, regardless, they got through that game. They blew out Hawaii. They blew out Maryland Eastern Shore. They beat three Division two teams. And with all that being said, they're 6-0. and And they have – well, I just had it. Um, they are a 124.8 offensive rating which is 19th in the country, and a 78.7 defense rating, which is 22nd in the country. Like, these games aren't close, and they're just beating the hell out of everybody. And while it's promising to see, obviously, you're still still hesitant, you know? Yeah. Because we don't know. We don't know what what these games mean right now. I think, though, that at least they're winning the games they should... They're winning the games in the way that they're supposed to win them. Yes. And instead of us kind of like seeing some red flags, there's no, I mean, there's no, there, other than the Portland game, which again, we weren't able to watch. It's like, oh yeah, this is exactly what we expected to happen. There wasn't any, there's been nothing so far that's like, oh, this is kind of scary. Yeah. Um, the first half against Maryland Eastern Shore was kind of interesting because it was only 30 to 21 and it was a slow game and Maryland Eastern Shore couldn't score and then North Texas couldn't score. Uh, Mer- again, North Texas didn't shoot well um, last night. 
or on Saturday night against Maryland Eastern Shore. They shot seven to twenty-eight from three, thirteen and twenty-one from the free throw line. So those are some not good shooting numbers that you want to see from this team, uh, especially with a team with shooters like this. I mean, Duffy was two of seven from three. Jordan Duffy, I should say. Um, DJ Drape was two of eight from three. Uh, Mike Miller was zero th- of three from three. So you just have um, you just have stats like that, and it's like. You wonder if this team's getting kind of complacent at this point. I mean, you've won six games by yeah. Not it's even it's hard to blame margins. them, mm-hmm. but again, you you can't let it get. To, I mean, especially when you have the Oklahoma game coming, which I don't think they'll be complacent during that. But you need, it's important. To, it's although they're going to be blowouts, it's important to play these games well to get the rhythm. Um, well, a big thing is something that will add spice to this team. Is if Rose or Abdul come back? That's good. Okay, I don't. A lot of people don't realize that their this team's best score is not playing. Yes, like very true. That is that is a big deal. You could also argue. You want to make an interesting argument? Let's hear the argument. That their best wing isn't playing. Yeah, um, Abdul. I mean, uh, I consider Rose a, uh, a guard still. Yeah, Rose. Abdul Rose has, could be the best wing on this team. This he team, could be better than Mike Miller and Jamiah Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that's that, a real possibility. That's a real possibility. We haven't seen Abdul, but Abdul has the length. He has the size to be a true wing player. He's not a guard turned into wing. No, he is a wing. Um, so yeah, I mean, this team's this team's best basketball is definitely ahead of them. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, it should be. I mean, yeah. it's, well, it's hard to get better than what they've done so far. But but I mean, in terms of competition, like, con- yeah, exactly. I'm, in terms of context, this team this team's best days are ahead of it. So yeah. Um, the through six games this year, probably, I mean, we mentioned on the post game Twitter show. The biggest thing for me is just that they've been able to score in in a variety of ways, really. Whether it's Ryan attacking, whether it's Zach on the inside, or whether it's the shooters, really. Um, I do think that that's promising. Uh, Zach yeah. Simmons, he's just gotten so much better. He he hit his first three last night. That was big. <laughs> and I've seen him during warmups. I'll see him kind of like hit him. Yeah. And then he, his guy kind of sagged off of him, and he was like, "All right, bet." Yeah. And then hit it, and I was like, I was take, I was like, oh. Took like three <laughs> seconds, to like think about it. Yeah, he kind of looked at the hoop, looked back down, and was like, like, "Huh, all well, right." <laughs> will, will Grant get mad at me if I shoot this and don't make it? And then he just shot it and he hit it, and I was like, "All right." All net. Well, that's gonna go in someone's scouting report down the road, so good for him yeah uh, but anyways the, the way that they're scoring in is in ver- has a lot of variety to it and that's what i like about it. i mean maryland Eastern shore slowed them down so it was kind of a different game for them yeah uh to score but i feel like once they got it going and especially in the second half when they outscored um middle eastern shore maryland eastern shore 38 to 13 you could really see that the pace picked up a little bit yeah maryland, maryland eastern shore had to press yeah uh so but in reality, it all starts with their defense. Like their offense is just so ignited by their ball hounding defense, their physical man-to-man defense, their rim protection with Maya and Zach. Uh, a lot of what they want to do is just getting the ball and going. Yeah. And so whenever they hold people to twenty, what was it, twenty-two percent shooting or something like that? Yeah. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna feast on the offensive end, regardless of how slow the game is going. That's why you get 68 points. And even though it wasn't a great, a very efficient night, you still are going to see, um, you're going to see enough offensive ability just because they're athletic enough and they have spacing to score at a high enough rate to put teams like this away. I think a, a really good thing that we've kind of seen about this team too, is that not only does it score 
on the fast break, but it, it, they can also run a pretty efficient half-court offense. And, you know, Grant obviously calls lots of plays uh, when he coaches. But I think that's really important. I mean, we see all the time, especially the first few games where Mo was just, I mean, off a screen, three, yes. off a screen, three. He still looks great. Yeah, he, yeah, he still looks great. But I'm saying it's those types of things, It's it, this team is not one-dimensional in terms of it has to run the floor every time. It's able to slow things down and score that way as well. Yeah, the uh, I'm looking at last night's box score still. Maya Simmons four or five eight points eight boards. Um, it was it was interesting when we did the post game show last night. We were thinking about players. We didn't. I didn't. I mentioned Maya's dunk along the baseline. Yeah. Kind of featured yeah. featured what he is. Um, we haven't talked on this podcast about Shaquem coming in the game and Shaquem played. Nine minutes last night. Uh, he was two or three from the field. He had six, six boards. To four go fouls, I believe, two points. right. Had three fouls. Three fouls. Um, he fouled out his first game against A and M Commerce. Uh, in like I don't even know how many minutes it was. It was like fifteen minutes. He fouled out. Yeah. But um, what were your impressions of him in his first two games? When, well, when Shaquem came in, I was surprised. Of course. Uh, we were both very surprised. Yes, we were kind of yes, like, we whoa, he's in the game. And it was weird, too, because uh, we're, we were assuming because it's Tope. Tope was injured. Yes, Tope was um, at the time. So we just thought he was going to rotate Mark in and out of the five with Zach. And then they brought in Shaquem, burned the red shirt straight away. It was like, okay, well, they were pretty set on that from the beginning, I guess. And then Tope was able to play last night, didn't. And Shaquem again got the backup center minutes, or five minutes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And... He hasn't played well, but you kind of see the the game is slowing down for him as it. I mean, in the first two games you kind of see it to where he's not as jittery. Yeah, um, he's he's getting a lot more. I mean, calm. just going from fouling out to not fouling out is a big deal. Yeah, but I mean, even just offensively, like you saw him get rebounds instead of just kind of like yeah, you know, getting being scared almost to yeah. kind of jump up and, and grab it. Um, but I mean, it's good. Uh, I, I think it's interesting though we haven't seen we didn't see Tope even though he was able to play. I guess it. I mean, it we wasn't blowout. We don't, we don't know his. We don't know his. Right. We don't know situation. the extent of his of his injury. But Tope, when he was healthy, didn't really see a lot of minutes anyways. And I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, what, what are your thoughts on the that? Thing because is, it's, it's interesting too. The thing is, I think they need Tope whenever they play a good team. I, I think I, I agree because they need the size and the. Experience. You can't play Shaquem against anybody in Conference USA. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, no, any I of the top eight teams in Conference I agree. USA. Um, you can't play Mark at the five against any of the I don't teams. think you can play Mark at the five in any team. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think you need Tope, even if he has his flaws, he's still better than Shaquem, in my opinion. I, I agree. And he's, I mean, I don't think you can afford to have minutes where, hey, Zach's going to play 30 minutes per game. So you only have to spare 10 minutes to Tope a game. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's that bad. I don't think you can play Maya at the five against Conference USA teams for the most part because they're going to be legitimate teams for the most part. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, it will depend on the matchup. If they have, like, a 6-7 center and you, you can get away with Maya at the five, then you try it. And Maya's really good, don't get me wrong. Maya has proven to be maybe even better than I thought he was entering the season. Yeah. But... You have to have a backup center. I agree. At that and when once you get into conference well, play, why do you think they burn the red shirt then? Because I mean that that was that was the biggest thing for me. It was like they expect this this guy to play because they need a th- third center. That's fair, but if you're playing Zach thirty minutes a game, yeah, but you just you it's kind of like a I don't want to say it's a safety thing because even if Zach doesn't get hurt, you still need a third center. 
you just need a third center maybe just to like eat minutes at the end of either at the end of a game or the end of a half or something like that maybe just go go out there and just throw throw it around with some guys you have to have a third center in there right i agree but to burn his red shirt you know what i mean like that's a big deal like he doesn't yeah have but he's gonna play a couple develop. i think he's gonna play he's How? gonna play he'll play if it's if it's not a super close game i could see him getting like three minutes at the end of a half against fau okay like when when if zach's in foul trouble and tope is um tope will come in and play like four or five minutes and then to end the half like maybe tope picks up a foul or two and you're like all right well crap we gotta get yeah at least shakim can hold his own down there i, I feel like mark you can't play him at the five at no all. mark mark is not comfortable at the five position yeah um but at the four yeah, I, saw, I mean, he looks, we, we saw we saw we saw him get a little bit more uh, comfortable with his, with that role in the A and M Commerce game. We we did well. I mean, even against uh, against Maryland, he only he, played five minutes. Right, but he but in those five minutes, he looked like he was able to. He rebounded actually. He yeah, got, he, he even got an offensive rebound. So it's like two. Yeah, yeah, you're right too. So I don't know. I I agree that you need a third center. I just think it's it's just odd that you burn the red shirt when you could put Mark in for those three minutes instead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I get you, but um, and I don't think they saw it as essential. But I agree. I mean, I don't know. They, they I just think it's interesting. I'm not saying it's yeah. like a bad or good thing. I'm just saying uh, it's just interesting yeah, that they burn. I mean, the red Graham shirt. basically said that they want that depth at the center position, I, which they, I think they so need shallow. It. They need it there. Um, I mean, maybe even there are times where you can play Tope and Zach on the floor at the same time if you go against a big, big team. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but, like a WKU. Yeah, or someone like that. So I think I. It'll be an interesting decision to see if he. Or it'll be interesting to see if he plays. Yeah. Team, how much he plays. Yeah, I agree. Because I think they'll force him on. I think he'll get some minutes. On the other side, what do you think about Mark? Uh, I don't. Uh, see, Mark's definitely not better than Maya and Mike. Mike I agree. Miller, Jemai Simmons. But um, I think it's the same thing. I think he he can give spot minutes at the four. I think it's the same thing, mm-hmm. and except they don't have a choice to redshirt him. So if he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, I think he's still just learning a lot, and he's trying to get better. But uh, he still has a way to go, and he's only hit was it one or one, he had three? He had, well, two he had threes. a couple. He had a couple threes against A&M Commerce. So, but that was the only game he had a three, and he's played in every game I think this year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Portland. He played. I thought. I think. Oh yeah, I think so. Actually, yeah. definitely played against Hawaii. Yep. All right. Um, what else was it? Oh, just I kind of want to get the grander scheme. Does does this six and zero start mean anything? Yes. Why? Because. Well, it doesn't mean anything in terms of how good this team is compared to its eventual competition. Okay, yeah. But I but I I think it means something in terms of again, you kind of saw this with football too. Like the like you need you need wins to get fans excitement and i think i think that's what they're trying to do with this yeah. obviously um the oklahoma game will give us more of an idea of where this team ranks in terms of competition level mm-hmm. but i think it's important i mean it means something six and oh i mean it is it, it, it you still won the games i mean <laughs> again this the, tony benford's last team might have lost three of these games that's very true so put that into perspective um two years later yeah because they didn't play it's not like they played good teams Three, two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they were still the bad teams that North Texas is playing now. And you could even argue that they're better than the old ones. So I think it does mean something. It means it shows improvement. And although the, you know, whatever their offensive defensive rating was, I forgot what you said it was. Yeah. Although that is obviously not going to be constant throughout this season, what it is currently. Um, 
it is it would be a lot better than it was before um i think the one thing it shows me is consistency yeah so exactly i mean just the way they've been able to maintain their their uh what they emphasize in practice and what they do on a daily basis they've been able to just consistently put that together for 40 minutes and beat the hell out of teams. They're not. They're not getting complacent throughout a game. Exactly. And we kind of saw that. Although we kind of saw that against Mary Eastern Shore, but they they, they played to the final minute against A and M Commerce. Yeah. I mean, the whole did. entire time. So they did. And um, regardless of who's on the court, I feel like their defense of intensity is really good and it's really sharp. Uh, there are obviously shortcomings when you when you play different guys. I mean, different yeah. guys at different times. Uh, when you don't have Ryan Woolridge on the floor, it's a different team. So. But I still I just like the emphasis the uh, the energy that they've played with through these first six games on a consistent basis because I, I don't remember a time again we didn't see the Portland game but that might have been the only time where I guess they struggled to have consistency. Well, and again they also rested people, like Mo. That's right. Ma- that's right. That was the game that yeah. Mo barely played. And so uh, so again we didn't see the game. We don't know what it looked like. But mm-hmm. based on what we've seen, I mean this team has been intense the whole entire time. They're completely bought in. Yes to the you know the keeping the intensity of the whole game um i don't know i like what i've seen i do you think the defense is better than what you expected because i mean it's way better yeah because i expected this team to be really great at scoring but you know kind of lagging off but the defense has impressed me more than the offense has See, almost. what what concerned you about the defense entering the season uh i think perimeter defense was was fine but it, interior defense mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of i mean Zach is. I mean, Zach is the reason why this defense has been so good because he hasn't. Besides the one game, he hasn't really gotten fouls, and mm-hmm. we saw last night. He is tough to score against, and he's able to guard on outside if he needs to, and inside he's a force because he's you know he's big. Yeah. Um, entering the season, I was really worried about Mo playing the two, and I still am. I still am worried about. I don't him think he can play the two in Conference USA. And well, he's like, going to. Well, I mean, he's going to, but I mean, be as effective as he is now, on the defense side on the, the defensive side of the ball. I yeah I agree. I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm very I'm still worried about that because we're gonna you're gonna go against guys on, across the board whether it's John Elmore or Hollingsworth. Desha- Desha- yeah, Hollingsworth, Deshaun. I mean any any guys like that at Conference USA. So I just you're gonna face capable scorers. And Mo's a long guy, but he's still like six foot. He's still six one. Yeah. And he, there's only so much he could do guarding a two that can score. Um, you're gonna have to put. The thing is, I'm assuming that they're going to put Ryan on the better of the two guards. Yeah. Between the one and the two. Agreed. They'll put Ryan on whoever's better. So if they play Marshall, Ryan will be on John Elmore or whoever. And uh, Mo will be on, I think it was West, I think was his name. The little guard that they had that yeah. gave Ryan problems last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, stuff like that. So I think they're going to be able to hide him well enough. And he's not a bad defender. I don't want to say he's a bad defender because he's not. Because he brings intensity, he's smart. Yeah, he knows how to defend. He's just small. It's size matters. Exactly. Size, yeah, size matters. Um, so that will be really interesting to see once that happens and once they start playing better teams, how they'll be able to get away with lineups. Like, will they be will they be able to get away with lineups with Ryan, Mo, Duffy, and Mike Miller? That's gonna be tough. It is going to be tough. Like that's that's because because Converse USA is not a small like in terms of size of the yes. players. They're they're I mean this this league is has a big big teams. I mean yes. unlike other college basketball uh, conferences. Yeah, so, like smaller ones like right. Mayak and Mac. Exactly. And so this team, the, I mean this conference, it, I think will be tough for lineups like that. I think you're going to see a lot of mm, you're going to see a lot more of Maya at the four. 
I in think terms if, of Mike. If 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 uh, Abdul comes back, that's huge. I think I play think, him at the. Three I think the Mike four. loses a lot of minutes, or you move him up to three. Yeah, and that's why I think that depth of the front court is why you don't register Shaquem, and that's, that's why that's you, a good point. You bring Mike Mark in a little bit more, uh, just because I mean, even if the thing is, last year's team at least had size. I mean, we there were way more shortcomings with that team, but at least you had AJ, Alante, um, Zach, who were right. all, who were all big dudes, and then you had Ryan, you had Rose. Like that's a big team, right? And this team is like the opposite of that kind of. They're just more quicker scoring guys that can ball handle the ball. And we'll see defensively if that holds up, because you have DJ too. DJ's five eleven. Yeah, six foot max. Yeah, and he's he's good on guards, but he's I mean, really, when you when you have to switch onto a on a three. And DJ was fine last year. DJ was really fine at defending, yeah. but now you have DJ and Duffy on the court at the same time with DJ Ryan Mo. and DJ Mo Duff. Yeah, so you just have a bunch of guys that are smaller are small guards i mean even maya is only six five as a ford and while he's athletic enough to contest a lot of guys and he's athletic enough to rebound with guys it's still gonna it's still gonna affect how guys go at him right when they when you shoot a jump shot when anybody ever shoots a jump shot the difference between a hand being in your face and a hand being at your chin is immense yeah like i mean that's the difference between seeing the room and not seeing exactly so i mean that type of closeout ability, I've seen it already this year whenever Mo and Duffy and them close out on a guy and the hands at their chin because they're not tall enough. So it's it's it matters. It hasn't mattered so far, but I am anticipating that it will matter. And when, once that happens, I really think we're going to start seeing shootouts. I really think we're going to start agree. seeing just 198 games. I agree, and I think it's going to be the – but see, I don't know because – I do think it'll be high scoring, but I think the defense is going to be what decides this games. I don't think it's going to be out the thing the is, team. Like like you say, you play a good team like Marshall. I don't think the difference is who made more baskets. I think the difference is how North Texas does on defense in terms of, you know, outplaying Marshall's defense. I get what you're saying. Um, just the thing is, how do I word this? So, these two teams, so when you look at Marshall and you look at North Texas, they're similar teams. They're guard-heavy teams. Uh, obviously, John Elmore's like 6'5 or 6'6 six, six or whatever he is. He's a bigger guy. Um, he can fill it up, too. Then you have, then you have Burks, as well, who's yeah killed North Texas last year, as well. He had like 20-something, too. So, you just have a couple guys, and he's not a small guy, either. He's like 6'5", as well. So... I just don't think North Texas is going to be able to stop them consistently enough unless you go with a lineup that is Ryan, Rose, Abdul, Maya, Zach. Like, that's a long enough lineup. Like, there are potential lineups that you can use that are good enough against Mm -hmm. teams like that or against Western, let's say. Um, So they they have lineups that they could use, but it's – we don't know if it's consistent enough. And we don't don't know. We haven't seen them yet. We haven't seen Mike Miller at the three. We've right. literally only seen Mike Miller in for Maya and vice versa. We haven't seen them right. on the court together. I think we might have once when Maya was at the five, but we haven't seen them at the three four combination right. at yeah, all. We don't, we don't even so know. So we works. don't even know how it looks. We don't even know how Rose as the or Rose we don't even know how Rose looks right now. Yeah. yeah. We 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 lamented his defense last year as not being very good. I mean he's missed six games, he's 
he's, he's obviously he's, he, defensively is going to be shortcomings when he first comes back. That's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming that too. But so we don't even know about that. I mean, there's there's a lot of defensive questions we have about this team. We haven't even seen Abdul defend. We're just assuming. Yeah, we're assuming. Yeah, exactly. Because he looks athletic based on what we've been told. And he's long. And yeah, exactly. we were told that he can defend. Yeah. So. Uh, Again, just a lot of questions for this team defensively for me. Yeah. Still, uh, we'll know a lot more in about a week and a half once they play Oklahoma. And hopefully, Ryan or Rose and Abdul are healthy. I think Rose will probably Rose play. I don't, I don't, I don't believe definitely it. Be I don't think Abdul will play. I heard, I mean, were you not the one that told me Abdul might be yeah, like but I, I just, I just close think to I, returning? Yeah, I, just, I, I was, but I, I just think that... They want to save him. Well, if he's gonna play in conference, he's he's got to get going. No, I agree. I agree. You got to get game time for sure before conference. But I I don't know. I just and he can't start against Oklahoma. Has to be, has to be against a team that you can get your feet wet against. Yeah, yeah we'll so, see. We'll see. Uh, Rose will, Rose Rose should be back. Rose by, Rose will be back. Rose should be back by when do they play next? They play uh, May on Tuesday. That was Monday. Maybe it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday because okay. then it's Saturday. The next, then uh, St. Peter's is Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we should know by Tuesday. Rose should start. Should play on Tuesday. Either, I think he'll be off the bench. I think Rose will play off the bench his first game, but yeah. Rose should definitely play on Tuesday. Like, if he's not back by Tuesday, I'm starting to get worried. Yeah, for what we thought was just a calf strain. So. Yeah, because, I mean, you only have at that point, like, you have one game before Oklahoma. Yeah. And that's a game that could put you in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, like okay, so like if you're thinking long term, if if they win that game and they get second, third in conference, that's a game that's like a make or break. Yes. Do they go in? So especially it's not, if Oklahoma like ends up actually being decent in right. Big Twelve. So so these non conference games are very important in in the grand scheme of where this team wants to be and where they end up being. Exactly. So that's why I think you have to play Rose on Tuesday against. They, no, they need they need, they need to do whatever they can against. You need Rose on against St. Peter's. Yeah. Even if those are only fifteen minute stretches. Yeah, uh, or fifteen minute games for him, he he has to be able to just get back in the game. And there is such a thing as game shape. You have to be in game shape. Oh yeah, you have to absolutely. play games absolutely to get in game shape. You see too many times players come back from injuries. You see it in the just, NBA all the time. Yeah, they're just not they're not the same. Yeah. Uh, so that's that'll be interesting to me too. Uh, North Texas has been rebounding the ball really well. I think that holds up. No, I don't see. I don't even know if that holds up either. Zach Simmons has been good, but. Uh, the guards have been rebounding like crazy for this team. Yeah, Ryan, and Ryan you, I believe, is the leading rebounder. Yeah, and when you go against teams... Ryan rebounded well last year, too. He did. But then you had Zach Simmons, you had AJ, you had other guys rebounding as well. Um, and Rose is all right, is a decent rebounder. He's not... My, Mike's impressed me this season as a rebounder. Yeah, but... Again, I guess it's against teams that... Are we ready for Mike to go against Oklahoma? No. No. At, at the four? Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know. It's There's just, just a lot of questions I have. A lot that, of what ifs. That the small lineup, are they going to have to just straight outscore people? That's what I'm. I don't. Interested but I don't think see. that wins you games. I don't think that wins this team's game. Well, they, this team games. they try on defense, but the question is, will Grant play the lineups that are needed to be played? To play okay, a good so you're defense. Saying, you're talking so if you're trying to just make buckets. There's there's a there's a difference. So there will be a stylistic trend we will see. Probably at the start of the Oklahoma game. From that point on, we'll notice what lineups Grant uses when. So to start the game, we'll see who he starts. Okay, We'll see if it's still the small lineup. or It probably will be Maya at the four still. But how many lineups will we see with Mike Miller at the four 
And how many lineups will we see with Mai at the five? How many lineups mm-hmm. will we see with um, Duffy and Mo, or a, a combination of Duffy, DJ, Mo? Um, yeah, those three. How many lineups will we see with two of those three on the court? Yeah. I don't know how many you can get away with because Ryan's going to be on the court for 40 minutes again. Yeah, yeah. Well, come conference time, he's he's going to get leaving. maybe a minute I mean, of rest. Shoot, how many play? How many? He played 33 minutes last night. Yeah, and they only took him out once the game was. Yeah. So, done so so exactly um that's all the questions i have pretty much is that well lineups right now we know nothing about yeah we know nothing about rose we know nothing about abdul we know that this team can beat the hell out of bad teams and that's good we know that they're going to be consistent we know that they're going to bring defensive intensity but now they have to play to their competition not even now next week what's i'm saying like not like <laughs> that's, that happens, like that's yes. coming they have to play up to their competition yeah. they're not going to be playing these bad teams where they can just roll and out i, I want to see oklahoma's schedule okay so yeah look at oklahoma's schedule because if oklahoma actually plays people we'll see the difference i want to see the difference Even well they played not, they I'm, played utsa oh, yeah, they, they have barely beat utsa right i believe yes yeah um, and utsa doesn't even have jackson right now oh he's still out from that uh acl mm-hmm Oklahoma basketball. Okay. So I know they have one guard that's... Or their guard. They're 3-0. and They beat Wofford by 11. That doesn't Not sound that good. Impressive. They beat UTRGV by 15. They beat UTSA by 20. So not bad. Let me see if Jackson played in that. How do I see this? Right here. Um, then they have Florida. So they have Florida. So this is kind of answering our questions. They have Florida, Stanford, or Wisconsin. So they're in a tournament. <laughs> they're yeah. in a legit tournament here with Florida, Stanford, or Wisconsin. And then they'll play a third game. Then they play North Texas. Coming back from that, they have a four-day break between that, three-day break between that. So they'll be rested. Uh, they'll be ready to go. Um, and I'm kind of worried that they're going to be playing Florida and Wisconsin we're going to come off St. Peter's. North Texas is, I should say. Yeah. Be. Yeah. But, I mean, that's always the competition that they played. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think the Georgetown, I mean, all those Power 5 schools last season that they played definitely helped them. I agree. Um, preparing for the next Power 5 game that they played. Um, that's a good point to see kind of how they go from St. Peter's thinking that, I mean, because they're probably going to do whatever they want. 8-0 going into Oklahoma, potentially. Yeah. Probably likely. Yeah. Also, UTSA did not have Jackson. Uh, they were the. Do you have a quarter or half by half? What's the first half? Thirty-nine twenty-nine Oklahoma. Then they out- Oklahoma score outscored them forty-eight thirty in the second half. Okay. So ten each half basically. So not not it wasn't that close. And North Texas is supposed to be a lot better than UTSA, especially without Jackson. It's supposed yeah. Uh, well, so you, they're supposed to be better with, than UTSA without Jackson. Yes. I don't know about with Jackson. Yeah, I have no clue. So so we'll so take that for what you will. I mean, that's again, it's the, their second game of the season, so we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this Oklahoma game is really important in terms of postseason aspirations. Um, even in this team hasn't even smelled in years. So it didn't smell it last year. either. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, since, since 2011, this team hasn't smelled a chance anywhere in the preseason. They didn't go, yeah, you know what? We can make it to the tournament this season or the NIT. Yeah. So it's important. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Any other takeaways from this 6-0 start? No, I'm good. All right. Let's get in the conference USA. And, uh, uh, do, you, do we have questions? Oh, that's right. Good catch. Yes, we do. So I think Well, you, we have one recruiting question. We'll talk about that with Jalen. Yeah. But uh, 
We also have one from last week, you said, or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have one on the board on 24-7 Sports. Go post on our board. Me become a VIP. Yeah, please become a VIP uh, for all the content you need. We do player grades after every game. Uh, I didn't get to do one after last game. But after every conference game, for sure. After every big game, I should say. Yeah. Every game Every game that matters. UT Arlington at home, definitely player grades on that. So those are all cool stuff that uh, VFP members get. And then also VIP members get the board, too. I mean, basically, we end, most of our stuff is all VIP stuff on the board that takes priority. And also they get the advanced stats that... Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. All advanced. Everything. Yeah. Um, all right. So he says, Matt, he says, I know the guard play has been fantastic. And really, you can see that they're playing unselfishly. But how do you keep them all happy with their playing time all season? What are the rotations going to look like? I don't think playing time is a problem for this team. I don't think this team goes into a game and goes, oh, I, I need to get this many minutes to be happy. I, this team is very selfless. Um, Ryan, obviously, is always going to play 35-plus minutes. Um, we're not really going to, I don't really think, I think we talked about this. I don't really know if we can even gauge how many minutes Mo's going to play a game because of his size. Same with Duff. Um, it's kind of whoever's shooting better at that time because defensively. And DJ too. And DJ. I think you can include him between those three. It's kind of just who's scoring the best. And I think Mo's going to be the con- most consistent. So I think, I think it's just Duffy and DJ. When, when Ryan comes out for those five minutes, whatever it is, game, DJ will be the the backup for that because he's able to kind of play on ball a little bit better Wait, than the Wait, you think two. DJ's going to be a backup point guard? I think he'll be backup for defensively. In t- in defensively, I don't want to say what I'm saying. Last season when Ryan came out, DJ came yes. in and played their number one guard yes. whenever Ryan needed some rest. Yes. I think that continues because he's scrappy. Um, not saying that Jordan... Duffy and Mo don't know what they're doing or anything on defense, but I just feel like he's a better perimeter defender in terms of on ball. He is. So, but I think we see that. Yeah, continuing. maybe defensively. I, I, I would like Mo to be the backup point guard offense. Well, I think, I, I, yeah, I think he'll be a, like the two. Okay. And he'll play the point guard defensively. So, again, that's another lineup of DJ and Mo at the one, two. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to have so, size out there as well. It's, it's, it, I mean, the thing is. You have, let's use last night for instance, Ryan playing 33 minutes, Mo playing 29, Duffy playing 27, uh, Mike Miller playing 20, and DJ Draper playing 24. So when Rose comes back, you're going to have to trim off 30 minutes total from all that. And it's not coming from Ryan. Ryan will probably go up. Yeah, Ryan Ryan is going to go up. So you're you're looking at 29 minutes for Mo, 27 for Duffy, and 24 for DJ. I can see Duffy and DJ easily getting cut back to like 15 each. I agree, and I could see Duffy's minutes dwindling down based on what we saw last season in terms of consistency from both players. The thing is, Duffy is... Duffy this season has been great. Has he? I mean, I think... Look at the... Look, you had a stat the other day. It was like when he's on the court, they had the best uh, yeah, well, points he, per possession. He, yeah, I had... I, I don't remember what that was. I'd have to go back and look it up. Um the thing is about Duffy, <laughs> what do you think he's shooting from three? Don't look at the screen. Because it feels like he's shooting really well. Oh, I don't think he's shooting really well from three. I feel like just the dy- he adds a dynamic. He's able to handle the ball and make plays better than like a DJ. Because well, D- well, Duffy forces the issue more. Yeah, but DJ also just kind of, especially on pick and rolls or whatever, he just kind of 
He's not able to get in, in, yeah, in well, the inside. Yeah, he doesn't force the issue. Right. But So what do you think Duffy shoots from three? 30%? 32.7. 32? Yeah. On how many? 32.4. 32.4, I should say, on 37 attempts. Okay. Second most on the team. Um, and he but the thing is, the team as a whole is shooting 42.2%. So that's well below the team average. And yeah, and DJ's hitting what? It's like 50. Jesus. Let's see. DJ Draper is hitting 52% of his threes. 13 to 25 from three. So that's so I see DJ getting more minutes than Duffy. Like I don't know. I don't know how you cuz their roles once Rose comes Ro, Ro, Rose comes back are turning to something completely different instead of having the ball in their hands. It's going to be sitting in the corner and waiting for a shot. I don't think once once Rose comes back once Rose comes back you're not going to be see, see Duffy bring the ball up the court I don't think as much it's going to be Ryan and then Rose getting but the I ball I think I think I think Grant likes having a second true ball handler on the court I right? agree but he was that same ball handler last season even during the CBI we never saw a lot of that you know what I'm saying we saw more DJ because he's able to be a better spot up shooter I would personally play DJ I would play but... DJ too. But I understand the reason for playing Duffy potentially because of his scoring prowess, that he's a better scorer overall than DJ. I agree, but in terms of when you need... See, but that depends on you're the situation. You're saying that's not what you need that, from that lineup. I don't think you need that In a lineup, lineup with Ryan and Rose, you don't need Duffy to create. Agreed. Yeah, I, I don't think that. That's what you're saying. I think, I think you have DJ come off a screen, hit a three. You have him sit in the corner, Ryan kicks it out, a three. And Duffy hasn't been able to hit those... Consistently, uh, consistently. Yeah. and DJ, we've seen over and over again. He's able to, and he's able to hit big shots too. So I think you see him more because of that. We say that we, yeah. Throughout the season, DJ's been a better shooter. Um, that's not a question to this point. Um, so yeah, I think the the guard rotation minutes will be interesting. I say interesting a lot. Yeah, it's I just okay. realized that interesting is an interesting word. I mean, so DJ and <laughs> uh, let's reword that completely. Duffy and DJ's minutes will be something to watch. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have another question. Well, we didn't answer the From other the part list. of that question. What was the other question? He mentioned if if there needs to be certain minutes to keep the players happy. Like do you, like I said, oh. they're selfless. I don't uh, really think that's a thing. No. But I don't think anyone on this team has an ego. Well, we say that because they're six and zero, and they're all. Well, happy I'm talking about even like after last game. season. I mean, well, yeah. I don't other think, than maybe I, Rose. Nobody, yeah, there was never of, there was never an incident. Right. There was right. never That's an incident. Saying. Of somebody like I, like being, I say, if you, if, if you cut Jordan, if I keep saying Jordan, if you kept Duff down to 15 minutes a game, even 10, I don't think there's a problem from him. Like I don't think he's like upset and upset that the team's winning because he's only getting 10 minutes on the floor. I agree. I agree. I'm just I'm just saying we've never heard anything of it. Uh, and also, I mean, these are pretty quiet guys. Yeah. Maya, Mo, Duffy. Yeah. But we've seen uh, that they all play for each other. Ryan. And, and Grant's Mark. preached that. So Yeah, quiet guys on this team. I just realized that. Yeah. Mark. Mark. <laughs> Shaquem. I don't think I've heard Mark talk. <laughs> I have. Thick accent. Not thick accent, but. I think the best part about Mark is when he hit a three against uh, Anim Commerce and the guy in the crowds called it the USSR. That was his nickname. <laughs> the USSR. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Good job, USSR. <laughs> Damn it. He has a name. Tikaniko. What's Ryan's name then? No one on this team has a nickname other than Call Rose. Call me smooth. But I mean, it's in a, a game, smooth. it's Rose from three. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me... What's Ryan got? Smooth. 
Smooth. He's smooth. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. Mo is Mo. Mo is Mo. Mo is Mo. All right. Uh, we have another question, though. Okay. This one is... We already answered that, kind of. Um, it's a two-part question, so we'll go to the second part. How good can this team be once everyone comes back? So... I'll ask you this, Colin. Kind of go off that question. Okay. Has the ceiling have what have? Okay, before the season, what did we? What did you say your, the ceiling for this team was? I said like in terms of seeding. Probably second, second in the conference, right? I said third. I you, think we we both said third. And you I said think. second. No. Are you? You said second first, and we we both I said we both talked it out to third. I didn't say second. I said third. Did you say third? I might have said fourth then, because I didn't go above you. I think you said one you have a book. I think you you know how much crap I write in my book. Where's the pod section? Like you need like a little tab. I need a pod book. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Donate to the stream. <laughs> Ninety nine cents, please. Ninety nine cents, please. Please. Yeah. Um. But no. So, I coming into the season, I would have said has third has, or fourth. I mean, has these first six games raised your expectations for this team? Like I said, after the AM Commerce game, this team's able to score without Rose. And last season, that was tough for them. Again, obviously, it's against lesser competition, but. We've seen them be consistent. We've seen everyone kind of get theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Mo, I mean, Mo adds a, like an, an actual volume score amazing. to your team other than Rose. So you have to game plan for two guys instead of just one guy. So I think this team, what was the question? I kind of Is the on. ceiling higher now? Or do you have higher expectations? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know really. I don't know what they are yet. The thing though. is we expected this team to go 8-0. Right, yeah, we expect the team to go 8-0, but I wouldn't have gone... Like, I think this team has a better chance against the upper tier of Conference USA teams than they did when I... Like, preseason. You know what I'm saying? So I think Mo alone being better than what we thought is... Yeah, no, I agree. So, I don't know. I have higher expectations, but I don't know what those expectations are yet because I haven't seen an Oklahoma game or a UTRN game. So, after I see those, I'll be able to kind of gauge, like, this is where I expect them to be. But entering conference, yeah, but, entering yeah. conference. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. I mean, I can't really add too much. My expectations for this team before the season, I would have said there's no way they're being Western Kentucky. Right now, I'd say there's like a one percent chance of them being Western. Yeah, Kentucky. Western's really good. Okay, so what about Marshall? Marshall, I would say That's is fifty fifty. I think they're on a fifty fifty. Yeah, Marshall. I well, agree. Even though we haven't seen Rose yet. If Rose comes out and balls the way we expect him to ball, that's 50-50 with Marshall. Yeah, yeah. So, But Western Kentucky is a tier above. Yes. I mean, it's like tier one, and then there's yeah. like a huge drop-off yeah. to Marshall. And that kind of leads us into our Conference USA section here. So, Bruni. Go ahead. Conference USA is a basketball conference. I don't know about all that. It probably is. Probably is now. Yeah. I mean, think about Definitely it. Definitely not a football conference I mean, honestly, right now. Right, but I mean, <laughs> honestly, think about it. Like, in terms of where we – I mean, obviously, it's not a Power 5 conference, but no. in terms of – you know, group of five school, group of five conferences. I'd be thinking this is a pretty good basketball yeah, I mean, conference. Yeah, they're better. I mean, look up the AP top twenty-five. So last season, when uh, Marshall made the tournament, they were thirteen seed, correct? Yes. So and they won, and they yeah, and they won a game against I forgot who. Uh, Wichita State. Wichita State, and that was big. And then we had La Tech beat Wichita State, and then we had Washington give what or. Western Kentucky give Washington a game, and then they beat yes. uh, West Virginia. West Virginia by like five. And then I don't know. I don't remember if Marshall played anybody. I forgot what you had said. No, Marshall hasn't played anyone yet, but they have good people on their schedule. Okay, so, so it's gonna be it's something to look out for. And UTSA gave Oklahoma 
a game without Jackson. I'm not going to say it was competitive toward the end, but they made it competitive at the beginning. So this Conference USA teams are pretty legit. What's yeah. Old Dominion looking like? Um, if it loads. They beat Navy 67-44, lost to St. Joseph's, which is obviously a good basketball school there from Philadelphia, by 15. Uh, lost to Oregon State by 5. Beat Kennesaw State by 18. They play Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa few two, two years good. ago yeah, they, they always were uh, go deep in the tournament not yeah. deep but they two, make well, two years ago they were like the cinderella yeah usually they're they make runs uh but they have syracuse on their schedule um they have william and mary vcu on their schedule they have northern iowa they play northern iowa twice interesting and then uh southern miss beat smu i don't really know southern where miss smu is at nowadays me neither but SMU, it's a notable win. A couple of years ago was what was it? They were set, trying to set the well, record yeah, for that, most regular like, season wins. Like uh, the team who Keith Frazier was it on. that plays for the Celtics from them? Uh, oh, Ojale. Um, yeah, Ojale. Ojale. Yeah. So I mean, they got they've 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 been a good school. Uh, Florida Atlantic beat UCF by one. Then they played some rinkadink rinkadink teams. They have Florida Gulf Coast on their schedule. Mercer, Arkansas State. Miami, Illinois, so we'll know about FAU pretty good uh, going into the year. They were all right last year, but nothing important. Uh, UAB is 2-0 and right now with wins over Mercer and New Orleans. Both of those were by like 8-9. and And what was one more team I wanted to mention? Oh, La Tech. La Tech beat Wichita State. I think we mentioned – I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, I, I mentioned that before. when I started. Yeah, so they beat them 71-58. Then they beat Sam Houston State, which is a pretty good win. I mean, Sam Houston State's not bad at all. Uh, they beat them by seven. Uh, then they beat another team. Then they lost to LSU by seven. Yeah. Not a bad result at all. I mean, Louisiana Tech has has a lot of returners. They lost... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Boykins. Did they lost Jacoby Boykins. Boykins. Yeah, they lost Boykins, but they have some other... They still have a bunch of guys from that last year team that beat you know, Texas pretty easily but, in the tournament. And I think it's important to note that La Tech, UTSA... Uh, what was the other team? Uh, Southern Miss. They were all ranked lower for conference predictions by. Yes. I don't. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Who I mean, the only that. teams above North Texas were Marshall, ODU, and Western. Right. So all these other teams that beat, you know, ha- ha- beat teams with some name, uh, are ranked lower in terms of preseason predictions for conference standings. So. Yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky's non-conference schedule is still pretty good when you look at it. I mean, a loss to Washington, who was number twenty-five in the country. Uh, and that beat, game was competitive early. It was very competitive. Uh, beat Valparaiso. Um, then they beat West Virginia by... Oh, and they beat uh, UT Martin. So then they beat West Virginia 63-57 to just two days ago. And the thing is, they do this. Charles Bassey looks amazing. Deshaun Murray played the transfer grad transfer from Auburn. Auburn. I mean, he played. He didn't even do anything really special. Hollingsworth was cool. Uh, Josh Anderson is... A monster as usual and so it's kind of just a team effort to be a west virginia team that usually is really good so uh then they have uh they have ucf today then they play indiana state who north texas also plays mm-hmm. indiana state um tennessee state missouri state then they have arkansas troy belmont st mary's and wisconsin st mary's and, yeah that's that's well crazy. belmont too. that's a belmont, crazy five games good. arkansas is arkansas uh troy I don't know how good Troy is at basketball. Probably not that good, but still, that's four out of five games that are all tough right there. So, it's uh, didn't Charlotte beat somebody too? Yeah, Charlotte beat Oklahoma State. 
by two. Yeah, so Conference USA is a legit basketball They've conference. They've got some wins. They're Charlotte, legitimate. Charlotte I mean, is one and two, but they beat Oklahoma State. So, so that brings us to the question: Is this a two bid conference? And I'm asking this. Let's do this two part question. Do you think it should be a two bid conference? And then, do you think it will be a two bid conference? Oh man, what a tough question. You have you. I put my. The thing is, uh, Marshall's non conference schedule is complete trash, except for Maryland. That's it. Maryland okay, and A&M. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll take it back. Maryland, A&M, and Virginia. So there's outside of those three games, they should win every game on their non-conference schedule. So uh, when you look at that, and if so, they if they can steal one or two of those games, so let's do so let's do it this way. Say say North Texas beats Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Marshall wins two of those three games that you mentioned. And then we know what we know so far. Uh, about Western Kentucky. About Western Kentucky and. Southern Miss and Charlotte beating, you know, uh, like schools basically contributing well, to the RPI. Yeah, they need to keep winning non-conference games. Everybody does. So that way the strength of schedule just keeps going up. And they need Western to be ranked so that way they don't have to win the conference championship to get a bid. They need Western to be ranked really soon. So they need Western to keep continue winning games. <sighs> so, again, the question, do you think this team should be a two-bid conference and do you think this team will be a two-bid conference? Do I think it should be? I think it's really hard to say it should be. I mean, it'd be really easy for me to sit here and be like, yeah, Conference USA, two bids. They deserve it. They've won four straight conference tournament first-round games or something. Or not yeah. conference, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. NCAA tournament first-round yeah. games. As a, th- as a really low seed, yes. too. So. Um, it'd be really easy for me to say that. But, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the country that all yeah. deserve to get in. And if you tell me, like, North Texas has to beat Oklahoma because I don't think Oklahoma is even going to be a top twenty-five team. No, yeah, they're not. And I'm no, I'm talking in terms of conf- Big Twelve. I don't think they're in the top half of that. I haven't looked too hard at their uh, rosters in a while, but I mean, the team Trey Young on was last last year was terrible outside of Trey Young, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So I mean, you, just thinking about that, North Texas sh- might even should. You could you could say North Texas is supposed to beat Oklahoma. I mean, uh, we haven't looked hard enough at their schedule, but what's oh, this, the line's we not going to be up. Ah, I was looking at the Oklahoma schedule earlier. Is this it? Oh yeah, this is it. I got it. Yeah, so I mean, you, Oklahoma's three zero right now. They have a big stretch up. Like I said, against Florida and then Stanford or Wisconsin. So we'll know how good Oklahoma is right off the bat. And if they can win those games, then that win becomes even bigger. So right. there's just there's a lot that has to break, right? I don't. I we we've, we've talked about this every single podcast. So I feel like there's some caution to go along with this. Still. I agree. So there's still a lot that has to be worked out. We're only six games into the year for a lot of teams. Maybe even three for a lot of teams like Oklahoma. So. We'll know a lot more in two weeks. Ask me this question in two weeks. We'll, we'll it might noted. be a cop-out. We'll, we'll note that. might be a cop-out, but I'm going to say that I don't think uh, – just as a tentative answer, I don't think Conference USA deserves two bids, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got two bids because the potential that Western Kentucky doesn't need an uh, automatic bid to get in. Agreed. So if they lose and Marshall or North Texas win the tournament, then that's two bids right there. So – Okay, what if... Never mind. This is too many variables. I'll stop there. Yeah, there you go. 
All right, let's get into uh, North Texas' new signee, Colin. What a great, what a great signee this is. Uh, you, you've talked to him before. I have talked talk to, to him. T- tell us about your interaction with Jalen Jackson from the great city of San Antonio. <laughs> had to throw that in there. Yes, I did. Jalen Jackson is a really, really great guy. Uh, just really respectful and like really like cared to know who I was. Even, like I don't know if that makes sense, but you're, like yeah, you're just a photographer, right? Like I'm just like some guy taking pictures of him, and he like shook my hand. We talked. Uh, I mean, he's just really cool. I mean, I don't know what to say. Other, I don't know what to say other than that because it's not like we got super in depth. But like he, sh- I mean, he was just very yeah, just and cordial I mean, you've, and you've great. Shot, you've shot a bunch of recruits. Yeah, I've shot a bunch of. I mean, I've shot more than just that. I mean, he was like, it 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 surprised me at how respectful he was. Mm-hmm. Not like I was expecting any worse, but like he was just like over the top, like. Wanted to know my name, made sure he knew my name, was like, hey, I followed you on Twitter. I mean, all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, he was really nice. And then Bruni and I, look, or I guess I looked up uh, where he was in terms of ranking on uh, 24-7 oh, like sports. Yeah. And I was like, dang, this is legit. Yeah. He is. Um... Yeah, for those of y'all who don't know, Jalen Jackson just signed in the fall signing period. He signed on Thursday. He is an 89 89- Point eight nine oh eight on the so a three star on the twenty four seven composite rankings, he is a two hundred player in the country that might have gone up actually, I'm gonna check that again. Just refresh but, it. Well, the thing is, it says one eighty five right here. It says one eighty five right here, but I don't know how he'd go up sixteen spots like that. I haven't checked since Thursday though, but there's no way. But number nineteen point guard in the country, and number seventeen player in Texas. So that's big. No yeah. Texas hasn't had a recruit like this in a long time. Damn, they have him at 186 right now in the country. Is there any big names that he's above, just to give perspective? That's crazy. Um, this is about where all 89s are. So high three stars, pretty much, yeah. uh, are in this in this area. Let me go down a little bit more. Like For example, I mean, there are guys going to, to South Carolina below him, Wake Forest below him, Virginia Tech below him. Iowa below him, um, Oregon State below him, Rhode Island, who's always good, below him. Tennessee. Tennessee, UCLA, Kansas, Nebraska. Like So, I mean, this is a comfortable spot for a lot of Conference USA teams. This might be – yeah, Charlotte has one guy that's like four spots above him that's a point guard as well. But, I mean, he's obviously not based in Texas. Texas. So – uh but I think those might be the top two recruits in this uh, class in co- going to Conference USA. I'm trying to look for anyone else. I'm pretty sure that's it. I mean, obviously, it's still early for the 2019 uh, recruits. But, I mean, to get a guy like this, I, I, I do think that it's a big deal in that, oh, UTSA has the 129 player in the country uh, who's a center. I saw him, or I didn't see him, but I knew I saw this earlier. Uh, so that's probably he's probably the top one. So again, st- it's a it's a really big signing uh, for Grant and this team because for those of you who don't know, Jalen Jackson is a point guard. He's number nineteen in the country, I believe, seventeen player in the state. Like I said, and he's only five ten. Yeah. So we're talking DJ height. Um, he's obviously he's super. Have, he's a yeah. really huge athlete. Yeah. If you haven't seen him, uh, go to his Twitter. His pinned tweet is him doing a between the legs dunk. And I don't think anyone on this team can do a between-the-legs dunk right now, right? Maybe Ryan. Maybe Ryan. That's interesting. I got to ask him to do a between-the-legs dunk. Ryan, do you see the windmill from when he was a freshman? I saw – dude, he did a windmill in the pregame, like, last But I mean, like, full-on, like – I know, I didn't see it as a Yeah, freshman. it was crazy. So, 
I think Ryan just doesn't like to use his athleticism <laughs> for some reason. Ryan's anti-dunking. Anti-dunking. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, yeah, uh, he's, 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 a, he's a legit so, player. So, yeah, but it's kind of like he's like he's, uh, he's different than any player they have on this team, I guess. He's yeah. not a great shooter. No. I think that's easily the flaw of his game. But he's a really good ball handler, really good passer, really efficient scorer at the rim and both in the mid-range. Uh, off the highlights we've seen, I mean, he looks like he can run an offense pretty efficiently. Uh, but his biggest strength is his defense. And defensively, he's just a monster um, on the ball, on point guards. I haven't seen full games of him, but I'm assuming if he picks up full court, that's torture. On any defender, I'm assuming yeah. he's like a Patrick Beverly, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. He's, he's he gonna he's gonna get after you. He's going to. I mean, Grant said he's the best ball defender in the country, in his opinion. That's what he said. That's big. That's big. Uh, so, um, obviously, it's it's your coach. He's gonna say cool, nice stuff about you. But, I mean, it's in it's the proof's in the pudding. Let me let me find. Hold on. Yeah, he's averaging four steals per game, three games into his high school uh, yeah. senior year. He has four steals in every single game he's played so far. And that's against three really good teams in Shoem- Shoemaker, Judson, and Westlake. Like, those are three teams in the San Antonio area uh, and Austin area that are three legitimate teams. And against those teams, so obviously his you're not going to win those all of those, but they beat Judson by 15, then they lost those other two games. Mm-hmm. Wagner did. He, he goes to San Antonio Wagner. I should have mentioned that. Uh in the 5A, his team's number 10 ranked team in 5A. And he, in the first two games, he put up 16 and 20 points scoring. But against Westlake, Austin Westlake, who is a very good, usually a very good team. I can't say, I don't know anything about them right now. But um, he put up 29 points on 23 shots, 12 of 23 shooting. Uh, and had, what were they? And had six boards, four assists, four steals, one block, and only one turnover. So I mean, yeah, I I just I just feel like he's a really good, solid ball handler on the offensive end, and like can run the offense. Like Pat, Pat I'm gonna call, I'm gonna say he's like Pat, Patrick Beverly, just from what I've seen. Well, I think he's he can he's able to score whenever he not whenever he wants. He's able to kind of do ISO. I, Patrick Beverly's not that kind of player. I need to see more uh, highlights. I'll watch some more highlights, but yeah. I don't know if he can create like like what you're saying. That I'm not saying uh, Pat Pat Beverly to me is just a three and D player that gets after you That's in true. defense. I don't. I think Jalen Jackson's more than that in terms of offense. Yeah, I mean, he like I like you're not going to see Pat Beverly drive to the basket and do some athletic layup or anything like that. I think okay. you see that from Jalen Jackson yeah. based on like the very few highlights I've seen. Yeah, I, I feel like he's able to kind of and his know, jump shot's not bad. It looks, it doesn't look bad. But he just doesn't shoot yeah. the three. Based on Max Preps says he's only shot three threes all year and he hasn't hit one. That's what Max Preps has on their site. So please, if you find something else, please correct us if you're if we're wrong. But uh, he's 19 to 25 from the free throw line, so that's 88 percent off the top of my head, or 86 percent. So I mean, he can shoot free throws. So eventually, we'll see if that range starts expanding, like it did with Ryan, kinda. Yeah. Even though Ryan still shaking the free throw line, <laughs> but uh, I think the difference between the two though was that Ryan's shot is kind of iffy still, that's and true. and Jalen's from again the very few highlights looks smooth. It does. He has more lift on it, and he has, yeah, yeah, he can definitely get up for it. Uh, but yeah, that's basically Jalen Jackson. I think he's he's the only signee of the early of the fall period. Yeah. Um, he's a 
really big signee in my opinion. I mean, to have a three-star guy like this come in, um, especially with Ryan being a senior next year. I think to put this in perspective, North Texas hasn't had an 89 recruit since Jermichael, J. Michael Reese. Yeah. And he was a transfer from A&M. Yeah. So, I mean, before this, you had Rose, obviously. But before that, like in terms of freshman recruit, you had AJ, who was a, I just looked it up, was a 70. Straight 70? The straight 70. Mm-hmm. And then you had Khalil Fuller, who was an 83. And then Ricky Bryce, who was an 81. <laughs> but they weren't top 200 in the country. So, yeah. I mean, this is a big signing. Yeah, it is. And this is, is what do you think? What do you think getting a player like this means, though, like for the program, like in terms of ha- getting an eighty-nine overall uh, rating? Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm thinking how to word this. I just think that they, um, Grant has shown that he can recruit well, right? Yeah. Like we we we've seen this before. He we he's able to find guys who maybe haven't gotten a, a ton of looks like Mo, right? Like yeah. wasn't Mo like not highly sought after? I don't even Mo's not even on 24/7, okay. so well, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix that. Um but I mean the only people that offered Jalen Jackson are like Middle Tennessee, UTSA, yeah, similar uh, schools. Yeah, like teams on North Texas level pretty much. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's not highly touted. He's not like a huge recruit, mm-hmm. but uh so for North Texas to get him It'll be interesting to see how he develops. I think that's a bigger thing than anything. And we'll see if he keeps putting up 21 points, four steals, five assists, and five rebounds a game in high school. That grade could go up. I mean, he could be a 90 by the time he gets here. Yeah. Like, those grades are those grades fluctuate. We see it in football all the time. Uh, for instance, like Deshaun Gaddy, the cornerback, he went from, like, an 83 to an 86 just over the last, like, month just because he's picking everything off. Like, those grades fluctuate. And so right. if he, he goes up, he keeps going up, I mean, that it could be even bigger of a signing. And it could be a bigger deal coming onto campus. So um, I'm excited for it because I know that Grant is going to – Grant vouches for him. And if Grant vouches for you, I'm inclined to, to take it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I, I, it's, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see it. But, yeah. All right, anything else on Jalen, our boy Jalen? No, I'm good. He's our boy now. Got to have him on the podcast. <laughs> Invite him. NCAA violation. Hey, he follows me on Twitter. He does, me too. Yeah, he's already signed. Can't be a violation. Well, Luke, Luke's listening. Luke, let us know if, if we can have <laughs> <Yeah>. Jalen. <laughs> let please. us know if we can have Jalen on the podcast, please. <laughs> Drive up here from San Antonio right now. Actually, we can just talk to him in San Antonio. <laughs> I guess that's fair. We could <laughs> really wanted to. Go to his house. <laughs> Yo, Jalen. Jalen, what's up? Remember me? I'm the photographer guy. It's from 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 all those months ago. It was like March. That was a long time ago. It was. It was. All right. Thank you all for joining us on our basketball podcast. Um, we will be back next weekend, uh, probably to preview Oklahoma, talk about yeah. Maine, all that. Actually, will we be back next? No. Weekend? Yeah. UTSA is on Saturday. When do you plan on driving back? Sunday. Same. Or we can do the pod. We do it now. Monday. We can do we can do Monday. We can do both Monday. Okay. All right. So we'll, we just we just came up with that on the top of our heads. Um, <laughs> so now y'all know. Uh, probably Monday. Look for it on Monday. Uh, we'll let y'all know if we can do it Sunday. Probably now. We'll probably be dead tired. But yeah. So both the North Texas games are at home. Yes. Correct. Yes. Maine on Tuesday night at seven. Saint Peter's on Saturday at sometime one or three or somewhere around there afternoonish time. So. Tune in or go to those 
Fill, pack the pit. Pack, yeah, pack the pit. Pack the pit it for needs Grant. Packing. It does. <laughs> the crowd hasn't been bad, but it can always get better. Yeah, basketball's tougher than football, though. Well, yeah, especially with football season still going on. So uh, once they start playing better teams, I anticipate it'll go up. Like UT Arlington? Yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, we saw at the CBI. What? Yeah. What's able to happen. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go to those and um, send us any of your questions, any and all questions or comments even. Um, let us know what you think of the podcast. Give us some um, some ideas, I guess. You can always – we're always open. We're open to everything pretty much. Yeah. Questions, ideas, concepts. Yep. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Colin, uh, at CJH Mitchell. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Bruni 25 We do post-game shows for the – for post-game briefs, I guess you would call it, yep. of basketball games. Recaps 24-7. Colin's got tons of photos that you can use as like wallpaper or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks for plugging me. <laughs> whatever you want to use it as. No problem. Everything's getting plugged here, all right? VIP. Um, yeah, VIP stuff on 24-7 Sports. Go become a subscriber. And um, thanks for joining us. Yeah. See you.